Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one Get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. ISIS Halloween threat, false alarm, or preview of coming attractions? Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. Well, yes, things were pretty exciting uh, in Virginia uh, as Halloween was approaching. And even now I'm recording this on Halloween Eve. And um, so far, (laughs) there has not been a terrorist attack of any sort in Virginia as there were rumors that there were, was going to be. Um, so let me tell you about how this all came about, number one, and why, in a sense, even though the terrorists didn't, it haven't attacked yet, um, the, it did, they were successful as far as spreading some degree of terror. And that has to do with the fact that um, unconsciously, we were reminded of the terror attack that was very successful on Halloween in New York City, Ground Zero, in 2017. So I'll be telling you, reminding you about that as well. And then at the end, um, (coughs) I have two treats for you, two stories, you know, as in trick-or-treat, two stories um, that are so scary that they related to terrorism, of course, that they are funny. I mean, so outrageous, uh, a kind of gallows humor. So let's start with how this whole panic uh, about Virginia and this alleged terror attack um, began, where where the rumors began. Well, it started with um, the Internet, of course, right? Um, there, something uh, circulating on social media on Friday, October 29th. And this is what it said. Uh, Good afternoon. I'm sorry for the somber email on this Friday, 
but we received credible intel on October 28th that we are authorized to distribute in regards to a potential ISIS attack by an activated cell in Northern Virginia this weekend. The attack is slated to happen within the next 72 hours and is an extremely likely event. Two ISIS operatives will be going to a shopping mall, shopping center, in the Alexandria or Woodbridge area. I wanted to ensure that we disseminated this information to you, to you all, and please feel free to pass it on to as many contacts as you can. Knowledge is power and being aware in these types of situations is paramount for lessening risk. This information has been validated by our local police department and has come from the Pentagon Police FBI. Please be careful and have a safe weekend, everyone. Okay, so that's kind of how it started. Um, So it continued with, this is interesting. Uh, So of course they, you know, tried to get comments from the FBI in Washington, right? Uh, And the agency had no comment. (laughs) This potential terror attack, the FBI has no comment. Uh, But they sent an email, the FBI sent an email that said, however, we would remind you the FBI takes all potential threats to public safety seriously, and we take all appropriate steps to determine the credibility of any information we receive. (laughs) That is just a PR statement. It's not helpful in any way. So, um, So then, of course, there was a an increase. Uh, especially in Northern Virginia and in in D.C., because this area of Virginia is very close to Washington, D.C. And um, the Northern Virginia police increased their presence at malls and highways and restaurants in response to this ISIS threat. So, for example, um, two U.S. officials said that the ISIS threat alert in Northern VA, in Northern Virginia and the DC region is related to Afghan refugees. Now you'll see why that's important in a bit. Uh, Another tweet came out that said White House and several other DC area federal facilities to increase security measures due to credible ISIS related threat this weekend. Then another tweet, some USS S agents are concerned DC area ISIS threat may be related to report of three Afghan refugees who forced their way off a bus earlier this month. Now, you know, so far it hasn't been, um, no one has been able to determine whether this threat in terms of uh, whether it was two Afghan refugees or three Afghan refugees or no Afghan refugees, some other people in an ISIS cell, in uh, Virginia, um, but they they have increased the present their presence, and um, also of course they're not only they've not only increased their presence in as far as Halloween through Halloween, but also through uh, the gubernatorial election in Virginia that is happening next week um, on Tuesday. So, um, the, you know, the, since the withdrawal, the horrendous 
surrender in Afghanistan, all uh, terrorist groups, as, as I've been talking about on this podcast already, all terrorist groups have been um, made to energize, made to feel, you know, empowered. Uh, if the U.S. could surrender in Afghanistan, this gives everybody, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, the Taliban, more of a chance. Look, they, they beat the U.S., so certainly these other groups could, could do it. Um, so the Department of Homeland Security's intelligence chief, John Cohn, said that the terror groups want individuals to act on their own, to be lone wolves. I mean, that's what they've been inspiring them to do, both um, over, at overseas places, you know, uh, in locations overseas and in America. So he said, quote, right now we're seeing a dramatic increase in online activity by media operations associated with different Al-Qaeda elements and Islamic State. I mean, they are they have been preparing all during uh, COVID while more and more people were stuck to their computers and um, falling for uh, ISIS and Al-Qaeda propaganda. So they have been, this has been a, a tremendous recruiting period, you know, while we have been locked down for uh, COVID. So now let me tell you, uh, so even though there hasn't been yet, and again, I'm, this is uh, Halloween Eve, so <laughs> some, something could still happen, but um, even though nothing has happened yet, the ISIS has been able to create a sense of terror. And, you know, that's really what they want anyway. I mean, besides killing people and injuring people, which is even more what they want. But they also, you know, the whole point of, of some of their attacks, where they have their attacks, when they have their attacks and so on, is to create the most amount of terror possible. So now, even though there has been no attack yet in Virginia, um, the reason why it, this has been more successful in terms of creating terror is because it is triggering our memories of what happened in 2017. Um, and that is what I will tell you about, give you, take you a trip on a trip down memory lane where um, or when this man named Se Seifulo Sepav he was a 29-year-old man who was living in Patterson, New Jersey. He um, planned an attack that he, uh, arrived, um, the ultimate location was on Ground Zero in Manhattan. And um, he rented a truck, um, a flatbed truck at around 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Halloween. And he drove the truck from New Jersey into New York City to Ground Zero. And when he got to Houston Street in Manhattan, he drove the truck onto the bike lane and pedestrian walkway of the West Side Highway. He drove down the walkway for several blocks, and he um, was successful in striking numerous pedestrians and people on bicycles. Um, he eventually collided with a school bus and his truck came to a halt. Um, he ended up killing eight people and injuring 12. So he got out of the truck when he crashed into the school bus. You know, great, great thing to crash into, right? Uh, didn't traumatize the kids at all. Um, I am being sarcastic. <laughs> 
Uh, he got out of the truck and he had two things in his hands that appeared to be firearms. And of course, what did he yell? Allahu Akbar, which means God is great. He then was shot by law enforcement, fortunately, and taken into covery. And then law enforcement officers, um, you know, went to the truck and looked in the truck and uh, investigated what was in the truck. And they found a paintball gun, a pellet gun, a stun gun, and three knives. They also found an, a document that had, among other things, the Arabic text for no God but God and Muhammad is his prophet. He al they also found um, cell phones, and the cell phones had videos and images of ISIS propaganda. They also had internet searches for truck rentals and for Halloween in New York City. Now, why, let me just um, make a side comment here. Why do terrorists, this isn't a joke, why did the man cross the street? Um, why did... Why do terrorists like to attack on Halloween? Well, for one thing, it's when there are a lot of people in the street, as there were in New York uh, in 2017, and as there would have been uh, in Virginia if there hadn't been this big announcement and police presence. There might, I'm sure there were still lots of people, um, but less than there would have been if it hadn't been announced. Um, and another reason is because people are dressed for Halloween in all different kinds of costumes and um, terrorists, you know, if, if somebody looks like a terrorist uh, has the, you know, has the um, ISIS flag and so on, um, they could be assumed to be just someone in a Halloween costume. So I will stop here. And when we come back, um, well, let me just finish. Let me just finish about Sepov. Actually, I'm noticing that we're going on, but let me just tell you about finish the story about Sepov in 2017. So after he was taken into custody, he was transferred to Bellevue Hospital, which, by the way, is where I did my training uh, to be a psychiatrist. Um, and he said that uh, he was inspired to to carry out this truck attack by ISIS videos that he had watched on his cell phone. He also said that he chose Halloween because he believed there would be more civilians on the street. And he requested to display the ISIS flag in his hospital room and said that he had he felt good about what he had done. I remember seeing photos of that. They did let him <laughs> uh, put the ISIS flag in his hospital room. Um, just one more thing about that. What I also remember that was significant about this event was that there was a, uh, they interviewed a school principal of a school nearby the attack in, in downtown Manhattan. And the school principal was asked whether she was going to um, tell the kids the next day that this was a terror attack. <clears throat> and she said, no, I'm not going to mention the word terrorism. I'm not going to say he was a terrorist. And, and, you know, that's it. We're going to look for the kids, look at the kids, see if they're having any problems, but we're not going to call it terrorism. And that is so important. And I will tell you why. I'm going to stop here, leave you on a cliffhanger. And um, when we come back, I will explain why that is significant. You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror.
Now back to the Terrace Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I was talking in my last segment about um, why the, um, well, the show today is called ISIS Halloween Threat, False Alarm or Previews of Coming Attractions. So I was talking about the current threat um, in Virginia and about how that was the terrorists who were planning that attack, assuming that there were some, um, that the, they were effective even without setting off a bomb or having a, a truck ramming or knives or, or guns or whatever they were planning on doing. They were successful to some degree in creating terror because unconsciously it was reminding us about the Halloween terror attack from 2017, which I was just describing. So now the reason why the, uh, what is significant about the fact that the principal of a school near Ground Zero, near this Halloween attack uh, of 2017, the significance of her, you know, just blanketly refusing to tell her students that this was a terrorist attack, um, had anything to do with terrorism, was that this is the attitude of too many people these days. Um, You know, thinking that it's a good idea to hide these things from kids, I mean, just think about it. The kid, this this Halloween attack, I'm sure you you probably have heard about it in 2017. I'm sure you remember. And it was all over the media, not just in the United States, it was all over the world in the over the in the media. And because this was a huge, you know, a, a huge, first of all, ground zero, it reminded people of 9-11, right? And second of all, um, the fact that eight people were killed and 12 people were injured, you know, that was rather significant damage. So those kids went home that night, the Halloween night, and um, with a scare already for Halloween. And what did they do? At least most of them would have been exposed to some uh, amount of television, radio, uh, internet, And they knew everybody was saying it was a terrorist attack. It wasn't a secret. The man was admitting it, that he was inspired by ISIS. So then the next day they come to school and this principal and the teachers who, uh, you know, who want to go along with what she said, said to do in terms of not saying that this had anything to do with terrorism. Um, You know, the kids, I mean, the, the kids would realize that they are lying to them. And that is worse than knowing that it was a terror attack. Kids need to know about these things because, as you know, um, I'm, if you have listened to any of my prior podcasts, and, and especially recently, especially since Afghanistan, I have been warning uh, even more than usual that uh, the terrorists have been emboldened, as I was saying a little while ago, and there are going to be more attacks in the U.S., and the only reason why there haven't been during this past these past 18 months or so of COVID is because we weren't in this on the streets, we weren't in concert halls. It was hard to find any significant number of people. Okay, so now uh, let me go back to the Virginia threat, um, which was attributed primarily to Afghan refugees. That was the rumor or the intel that the, uh, this, this attack 
that was going to happen potentially to Virginia malls and so on, shopping areas and all of that, um, were they, they, it was believed that it was going to be perpetrated by two or three Afghans. <laughs> and, um, uh, and of course, the the significance is, I mean, the, I mean that's that what would be very likely because um, there have been, you know, we know that amongst the Afghans that have been brought over to the United States, amongst the ones who were very helpful to our troops and deserved to be brought over to the United back or brought to the United States to be protected from the Taliban, there are certainly jihadists in there, certainly people who mean no good to the United States. Now, for example, Business Insider said, quote, thousands of inmates, including former Islamic State and Al-Qaeda fighters, were released from a prison on the outskirts of Kabul. Footage published by an independent Afghan news agency, which supports the Taliban, appears to show militants letting the inmates out. So now, unquote. So now, um, needless to say, these uh, jihadis, these are the most, these are the strongest, most violent terrorists who were let out of the prison and most ruthless terrorists. So do you think they would have maybe been the ones to muscle their way through the lines and to get onto planes? If anybody was going to do that, it would certainly be them. Now, um, there are 12,000 of the Afghans who are um, in the United States already. were brought here, 12,000 of the 60,000, or, you know, these numbers keep changing, but at least 12,000 of the Afghans who are already in the United States were brought here despite the fact that they had no ID at all. And a uh, congressman said, quote, they came with nothing, no Afghan ID, no ID of any sort. These people were all forwarded on to the U.S., and that's quite an admission. So many people had no ID whatsoever and yet find themselves in the United States today based on what they said, you know, which was not, I am a jihadi. Um, and I love it. They call, um, I have spoken previously about, in a previous podcast about how the Afghans, uh, Afghan evacuees were leaving the bases. And um, I love it. They call this independent departures when the Afghan evacuees leave on their own. And um, they, there are some of them. We know that there are some of them in Northern Virginia, the place where the um, uh, attack threat was. And so, um, so you know, it, it was, you know, it was not sort of a, an idle threat. I mean, it was not. Unbelievable. In fact, uh, there really are um, Afghans in Northern Virginia. Now, um, there have been already Afghan evacuees who have been detained as risks to national security, who have been recognized as such. And certainly um, there are many more that have not yet been identified. And, um, you know, if if nothing happens, uh, if this weekend finishes with no attack, in Virginia, it certainly doesn't mean um, that there's not going to be any more attacks. I mean, it, we're just starting, in other words. We are just starting. Okay, now I promised you treats. 
Um, I promised you treats and uh, Halloween treats. And um, uh, so there are two stories that I want to tell you about that, uh, again, are, are so bizarre and scary that you kind of have to laugh in a way um, because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, we can't just, we can't just become paralyzed with fear. Okay, so this is a story about a hotel in the UK. It's a hotel called the Grand, Grand Hotel. It's um, a very famous hotel. Uh, one second here. It was built in 1867. And at the time, it was the largest hotel in Europe. It's really a gorgeous, fancy, wonderful hotel. And, or was. <laughs> and the, um, as you know, um, lots of Afghan refugees have been uh, streaming into the UK, uh, who, uh, just like Biden, who have been um, letting, letting people come in, not, not vetting them, um, you know, the same problem, basically, in, in some ways, maybe worse, because it's a smaller country. But uh, it, it's, we're all headed towards the same disaster. So in this hotel, they put um, a number of Afghan refugees. And um, the, there were people in the meantime, there are also people paying guests who came to the hotel and they didn't know they weren't told in advance that there were going to be these Afghan refugees in the hotel. So um, one guest, um, so the guests were all complaining, okay, uh, because the Afghan refugees were, quote, running riot, unquote, in the hotel. And whenever they complained, um, like a guest, one guest said, uh, I am paying to be here, so I have the right to complain. But the hotel employees are telling all the guests who are complaining, no, you don't. And they're calling them racists. Now, it's not that the hotel, I mean, I don't know all the, I don't know all these people who were hotel guests personally, so I can't, you know, vouch for them personally. But for the most part, I do not think that they were racist. But when you hear what was going on in this hotel, you can understand why they complained and why many of them left. Um, they complained about Afghan child refugees running riot at this hotel. Um, they, some of the hotel guests were saying they have every sympathy with the 200, 200 refugees staying there until they find permanent homes. But the, their ch the children of these refugees have disrupted their stay and so on. Um, for example, one person was complaining about, um, not just one person, some, some of the complaints included the fact that uh, unru unruly Afghan children are running in and out of other rooms, screaming and shouting and setting off fire extinguishers. That was one guest. Um, they also said the unsupervised youngsters were also said to be riding scooters all over the hotel, pressing all the buttons on lifts, elevators, you know, causing damage and intimidating guests. Um, so many of the guests requested an early checkout and they were accused of racism whenever they complained or asked to, to leave. 
um, two women from Billingham uh, requested a cancellation of their stay from their booking agent, uh, National Holidays. And um, they were told that if they cancel, they're not going to get a penny back. Um, one person, one guest who was there said, our concern is about safety and leaving things in our room because of what we read about theft and kids running wild. By no means are we racist. I've worked with refugees. Another one said, I totally agree they should have got out the country, but my concern is the company didn't inform us what the Grand Hotel was doing. Can you imagine that? You pay, this is a super expensive hotel, and you pay these super expensive prices, and you're looking forward to this fancy hotel and your vacation and so on, and you get there. And I, I, I am going to, um, uh, I'm going to tell you more about um about the conditions. I mean, I, I, again, the conditions are unbelievable. This is, again, this is a historic hotel, a fancy hotel, a super expensive hotel, and it's a mess. Okay. On that, I will end this segment and uh, stay tuned for, for the next one. You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. Now back to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Welcome back to The Terrorist Therapist Show. We're talking today about ISIS Halloween threat, false alarm, or preview of coming attractions. And um, I was just in the middle of telling you about what was happening at the Grand Hotel in England, in the UK, um, this fancy hotel, historic, it's not just like a fancy modern hotel. As I said, it was built in 1867. I mean, this is a, you know, historic, it has all this historic um, panache. I mean, you know, historic, it's a serious hotel. It should be respected. It's a, like a, you know, almost like a museum. Anyhow, so I'll continue telling you about what some of these guests were saying. These guests who, when they complained, would be were called racists, right? So one, oh, and then they put, um, some of the guests put reviews up on um, uh, their complaints. They put them on TripAdvisor as a review. So one woman wrote, that after she was queuing up for an hour, which means standing in line in England <laughs> to check in, uh, she and her partner went to their room and they were shocked by what they found there. She said, quote, on the way, I realized there were a lot of people just stood about while hundreds or seemed like of children raced around screaming and shouting. After plenty of excuse me, etc., we found the room. After squeezing past folk, in we went. Uh, and then she, there's a P asterisk, asterisk, asterisk S. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this on, on the air, but uh, urine, I will say. <laughs> um, up the walls and no quilt on the bed. And these said children running in and out of the room. We decided if we didn't want to stay there and we decided we didn't want to stay there and headed back downstairs. Same carry on as going up. 
I overheard people talking angrily about the kids and people just stood about. They were refugees and more buses were just parking up. She said, I spoke to the man on the desk and asked for a refund and explained why. He then started shouting at me and calling me a racist. I am no racist. She said that she purposely booked the hotel at a time when there wasn't a school break and when she expected the hotel to be quiet. So she said, he flatly refused me a refund, so we left. Um, they paid for the room and so on, but they left. Um, as I was at the desk getting insulted, at least three others were demanding a refund for the same reasons. Then another disgruntled guest wrote, quote, the place is full of uncontrolled refugee children who are absolutely out of control and nobody is disciplining them. Um, so this hotel was in Scarborough, North Yorkshire, England. There were 200 Afghan evacuees in the hotel and it has totally changed the um, hotel. So uh, again, here are some more, some more um, reviews that they wrote online. So one person said, um, I fought, I caught scabies and can only presume it was from this filthy hellhole. Also caught a man defecating into a carrier bag, you know, like a valise. What the hell is going on in this hotel? I would not stay ever again. What a shame that the government would do this to a seaside town. Um, now, the, uh, you know, it's not really uh, the Wall Street Journal talking about people defecating and urinating. <laughs> in hotels and all over the place. The Wall Street Journal wrote an article, and I think I've uh, already talked to you about this in a previous podcast, about how new Afghan arrivals at Fort McCoy in Wisconsin were, quote, confused and upset by hygiene practices. Every toilet on base was Western style with a seat and toilet paper, but a number of Afghans are accustomed to restrooms that allow them to squat so they don't have to physically touch the toilet. It led to some cases of Afghans relieving themselves outside, unquote, and at random other places. So what did TripAdvisor do when they were getting all these horrible reviews about this hotel? You know, they, uh, they didn't want to get a bad name for, you know, recommending bad places. So they added a note to the page for the Grand Hotel, and they wrote, due to a recent event that has attracted media attention and has caused an influx of review submissions that do not describe a firsthand experience, we have temporarily suspended publishing new reviews for this listing. Now, first of all, review submissions that do not describe a firsthand experience, what uh, certainly the ones that I read to you describe a firsthand experience. They, they, these are just excuses. That's, that's an excuse. Anyway, so, I mean, and in any case, um, this doesn't solve the problem of the hotel being destroyed. Now, um, you know, the, the, instead of TripAdvisor or anybody else fixing their page 
what the government should be doing is not bringing um, refugees into places like that when they know ahead of time that these beautiful historic places are going to be destroyed. Okay, now here's treat number two. Again, these are kinds of scary, they're scary and they're um, treat because they're so outrageous. So I'm trying to give you a gallows humor laugh. All right, this story is about how UC Berkeley students happily pledge money to help the Taliban kill Americans inside the U.S. So we're worried about an attack in Virginia on Halloween, right? Well, we, we need to worry about a lot more. Um, today's college students are not only taught to hate America, but they're not taught about the danger of terrorists. They're not taught about 9-11. Some of them are taught that 9-11 came from, America did that, you know, that it wasn't terrorists, or in any case, you're not supposed to say that it was terrorists. Again, not using the word terrorist. Um, so there's a filmmaker who went to Berkeley, and you see Berkeley in California. And um, he, uh, and I saw the video, the, the film of this, and he was standing there. He was a, um, a man of, I don't know, he probably looked like he was in his 30s, early 30s or late 20s. So, so the kids, the students of the college related to him. And um, especially his, his, the way that he spoke to them, it was, you know, very friendly and um, relaxed and so on and kind of like one of them. And so he asked students to pledge money to the Taliban so that the Taliban could attack inside the United States and kill Americans. I, I know, I, if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, <laughs> I know this is hard to believe. Um, okay, so he would say things like, um, we're trying to raise money for the Taliban. Um, and, and he, you know, the longer that the students would stay listening to him, the more he would pile it on. And um, so he would say, it's tax deductible. I mean, if you earn money in Afghanistan, so that's probably less helpful to you guys. He was trying to make jokes, make them feel comfortable and really get them to not realize what they were doing. He said, we're Taliban 2.0, we're kinder, gentler. Not really, but okay, you know, it's our, it's the way, it's the way we roll. So uh, and then if he if the person stays there longer and, and the, the, the um, film that I saw, these students were staying there, were super interested in, by what he was saying and uh, and were pledging money. I saw students pledge uh, five dollars, ten dollars, fifty dollars. They were more than one pledged fifty dollars to, to the Taliban to kill Americans inside America. Do you get this? I mean, this is. That's how much hate um, some colleges are teaching their students. Uh, also, you know, getting them to live in, in La La Land. Um, let's see. So he also said things like uh, if they would keep standing there, he would take, talk more and he would say, quote, we want to be able to train our fighters to fight back against American interests. There is a lot of weapons that were left there. We need money to train them how to use it against American forces. 
He then he continues and he says, we want to train our fighters to strike back against American interests around the world and in the homeland. Again, these students are just standing there transfixed by this guy. Um, let's see. Before America got there, we used it, you know, got to Afghanistan. We used it as a base to strike against America. He's talking about 9-11. We want to do that again. We got to fight back, you know, and America's destroying the world and we want to secure it for striking against the American homeland. And then he also said things like, quote, basically, we want to create a safe space for enemies of the United States. 9-11 was a lesson, but they didn't learn their lesson from 9-11. We want them to do that again, like we did it in 2001. Now, I mean, <laughs> you would think, uh, I mean, Berkeley is a, is a, is a good call. I mean, you know, in terms of you have to have a good, uh, good grades and good SATs and all the different things, you know, not, it's not easy to get into Berkeley. So these people aren't idiots, but they have been brainwashed, these students. So um, he, you know, you'd think with all of these things, and for some of the students, he was going on and on saying more than one of these things, and they would be transfixed. And, um, you know, he was saying he wants to create a safe haven for America's enemies. Um, and this, and this, this was like the, the worst, uh, well, this is one of the worst. He said, we want to strike the U.S. both abroad and in the homeland to teach them a lesson. Life means nothing to them and America needs to be brought to heal. And the student said, very true. And then here's the worst. Um, he said, I don't know if you know that much about American imperialism. And the student, a girl, said, oh, yes, yeah. And so he said, so you know how damaging the U.S. is? And she answered, definitely. And all of these gave money to the Taliban to kill us. The students, American students, are, are, are donating money um, to kill Americans. So you think that... Um, that the terrorists and the Afghans, the, the, you know, the jihads, jihadist Afghans who snuck in uh, with the other Afghans, do you think that those are threats? What about college students from colleges like Berkeley? Not that Berkeley is the only one. Uh, it is one of the more woke schools, certainly. But, um, but this is what is happening in America. American college students are themselves turning against America. I mean, I just, um, you know, I call that a treat, but uh, just because, because it's so absurd um, that I thought you would find it intriguing, but obviously there is nothing funny or um, about it, you know. It's, and, and, and certainly it's not a treat for our country. But the reason why do I talk about all these kinds of things to wake people up and know to know what's really going on, all of the dangers that are um, that are out there that are related to terrorism, even when it's a matter of uh, our own college students um, becoming aligned with terrorists. Well, I hope you have been having, having a happy Halloween. Uh, that may seem ironic to say after all these, um, after all these scary things that I've been talking about. 
but um, but the only way to make them less scary is to know about them and so that we can do something about them. Well, thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.